Well, hello, content creators. You're listening to the She's Got Content podcast, where it's all about creating content for your coaching business. I'm your host, Dr. Melissa Brown, and I'm here every week to help you get your content out of your head, out of your heart, and out into the world. Get ready to take notes and then take action, content creators. Let's dive into today's episode because you've got content to get out there. I'm pleased to welcome our next guest, Deb Komen, the founder of the Content Conversion Lab and debkomen.com. Deb is the copy behind top influencer ads and high-powered launches that stop the scroll on social media. Her four C's formula, that's C as in the third letter of the alphabet, her four C's formula for content that converts empowers service-based business owners to confidently reach, attract, and enroll more ideal clients without overwhelm. Hey, and here's a little known fact about Deb. She used to drive a hot dog truck. Welcome, Deb. Tell us about the hot dog truck. (laughs) Thank you. Good to be here, Melissa. I always have one of the most fun icebreakers when that kind of question comes up. Really, I drove a hot dog truck when I was in high school and the neighbor across the street had one and needed someone who was willing to go park it and sell hot dogs. And... (laughs) It really speaks to my tendency to kind of jump in. And it's much like I started my own business is just, sure, why not? That sounds like fun. So it's something I like to remind myself of when something a little scary or stretchy is in front of me that, hey, if I could drive a big vehicle like that and set it up and turn on the ovens, that was one of my first jobs, then I can do pretty much anything, right? (laughs) I think you can, yeah. You sound like you've been an out-of-the-box thinker for a while. Yeah. Back to high school. Exactly. I've always thought of why are people doing what they do or what is it we're trying to achieve and how can we have some fun while doing that? Great. Well, Deb, you're going to talk to us today about consistency, consistency with your content, consistency with your message, the frequency of the content. So let's just go ahead and jump right into this. I have a question for you to just kick us off. Why do you think people have challenges being consistent with their frequency of content creation or frequency in sharing their content? And you got to create it to share it. So yeah, what would you say is one of the biggest roadblocks? I would say mindset is the biggest. So certainly there's some around the time it takes or where people feel their skill levels at, which actually often is more mindset than actual ability and perceiving it as bigger than it really is. What we have in our mind, what's involved in writing a blog or writing some impactful social media posts, we tend to have higher expectations than what's really required to do what we want to do, which is reach out across and connect with someone on the other end. A mindset is a lot of what I work with people on wherever they're at in that process and learning the strategies that, again, there's a little mindset piece like, I can't learn that. That's not how I think. Particularly some service-based business owners feel like they don't, that part of their brain is not necessarily their forte, but it is, it can be when we make it simple and we really help people practice and see the results. And our big why of why we're in business, why would we create content? 
when we can tap into what that is, that can help us and propel us to do many things that we would otherwise not feel we could do. Right. It all goes back to the why very often. If you know why you're doing something, it, it's sort of easier to sit down and say, I'm going to do this because that why is so big and powerful. And if, if you don't have, it's like, oh, okay, well, I'm just going to do this because somebody said I had to do it. It's harder to really get into the zone to do the writing and be consistent with writing. Yes. You know, Deb, you mentioned something. I wrote down a little note here. One of the things that I think stops most people, and again, this goes back to mindset, is perfectionism. You think you've got to be perfect. If it's not perfect, I can't get it out there. Mm-hmm. Yes. Say a few words about that for yeah, us. Yeah, I'm happy to as someone who's been in that trap and actually really did some work to move away from that. And what helped me a lot was reconnecting with my why. And again, it's when we look at content as a conversation, regardless of if it's a blog or if it's a social media post or an email, then the reason for doing it and what helps get us in the right space is thinking of the person on the other end. And I like to remind the clients that I work with that they're out there struggling with that issue that you solve, that you have strategies for. And you need to get that to them. You need to help them with action steps and tips and things that they can put into practice. They don't need it to be perfect. That's usually on our end Mm -hmm. (laughs) that we think it needs to be a certain way. And perfection is also sets a obviously super high standard that we want people to feel comfortable to come to us imperfectly that they struggle with something, that they don't feel that they write well, that they don't know exactly how to use social media. If we put across only perfection, we don't seem as relatable in a lot of ways. It's often overlooked, but it makes us more relatable and it lets people know, hey, I've been there and look at, you can do this too. And it doesn't have to be perfect. It's about more than that. It's about reaching out to people and being of service. The other thing that you just sparked an idea in my head is another thing that I think will often hold people back in not being consistent. Let me say that correctly. (laughs) In not being consistent is they just don't make it a priority. It's another P, perfectionism, priority. And if it's not a priority, then it's like, yeah, I'll do it when I feel like it. Yes. Right? Exactly. And I think, again, it all goes back to why. If it if you've got a strong enough why for creating that content, for connecting with your audience, content creation is, it's up there. It's high up there. It's a priority to get it out to your audience. They're waiting for it. They're waiting for that content. They're waiting for it. And I believe, I mean, in all that I do, and this is why I do the work that I do, that the content is the vehicle that allows us to reach those people out there wherever they are and kind of pull them into our world so that we can work with them. If we're the right fit, that they'll hire us and work with us and join our programs. And we need to make it easy for them. We can't 
expect that they're going to find us and they're going to do all the work to figure out what we do and how we do it. We need to put that out in the form of our content and reach them where they're at. And that is how it becomes a priority. If we're in business to make money and to serve more people, then we need to be sure that we are making that easy for the people out there that most need us. If someone comes to you and says, I want to be more visible, I need to be more visible. Well, you just spoke to that because if you're not putting the content out and you're not sending your message, your content out consistently, how can you be found? How can you yeah. be visible? So it all kind of comes back to being consistent with getting that content out. Yes. And to have a strategy that connects it all. So as you know, because again, this is your world as well, it's not enough to just have it all on the website and hope that people find it. It's not enough to just be on social media and not have anything on space that you own. Social media goes away and we've seen it happen more than once. And people who rely on that as all the eggs in one basket have lost their following basically when platforms have closed literally overnight and they hadn't captured any emails and they had no other way to connect with people. So when we approach content strategy, the way that I do is that it's about website or a place that's yours. It's about social media. It's about blogging and video and any other ways that we can reach people. And it's about all of that working together. That's how we show up consistent in our message. When they see a video that sounds like our email, that sounds like our social media, that sounds like when they get us on the phone, how we speak, and that builds trust and that helps people to know us better. So it's not about any one thing. And in order to do all of those things and build the foundation, we do have to be consistent. You're right. So when you mentioned a while ago about being consistent with your content creation, but it's also about being consistent with your message. Yes. Tell me about that. How do you yeah. see people being, well, give me an example of someone being inconsistent with their yeah. message. I see this a lot. And I think it comes from when people feel like they just have to be visible without necessarily having a strategy behind that. So they think posting frequently on social media is enough. What these people do, and if you're one of these people, as you listen in, not to worry, there are fixes for this. And at least you're out there. But you want to be out there with your message and some consistency on like what the pillars are that you talk about. As a content strategist, there are certain areas that I talk about that all relate to content strategy. When we don't start with that, we tend to share a funny video that has nothing to do with what we do. We tend to share other people's content because they're in our world and we want to support them. Those are all fine and good. However, without any kind of introduction to the material, it can cause a lot of confusion on the part of the people consuming it. Well, I thought she did this. Why is she sharing legal advice? All we have to do, and this is a simple tweak for those of you who might be doing this, is here's someone who supports me in the legal behind the scenes of my business, and I want to share it with all of you. Now we've made the connection. We're making it clear this isn't us. We're not an attorney. We haven't pivoted to the point that it doesn't look like what we did before. And it gives context. It also helps people 
know why they should read it. When we share content that has no context whatsoever, we leave it up to people to make those connections. And they're going to make the wrong ones a lot of the time. Like, oh, she might not be doing her business or wait a minute, what was it that she did again? I remember her face, but I don't remember what she does. So it's up to us as content creators and sharers to keep that in context and to remember that we have to connect the dots for people. That's actually a really good reminder and kind of steers back to niching down. Yeah. <laughs> niching, niching, I don't know how you pronounce <laughs> it. But anyway, some people resist that. And for instance, if you're a health coach and one week you're talking about thyroid problems, then the next week you're talking about weight loss and the next week you're talking about irritable bowel syndrome, it's so confusing to your audience. Yes. And it's confusing to you in creating content because you're on that hamster wheel creating all kinds of content, but yet you don't have a strategy. If you were just to focus on, for instance, the irritable bowel syndrome, then the content's gonna come so much easier. Your audience will come so much easier because they're gonna connect that particular disorder with you and your teaching, and you'll get so much more visibility by being the expert in yes. one area. Yes. Don't you agree with that? I do agree with that. And I think you're right that the work comes in with deciding what your niche is and what those content topics are, and then making that connection. So for me, although I do a lot of work in different aspects of content conversion, I try to present it all under the umbrella of conversion. So yes, there are periods of time I'll talk a lot about email marketing or a lot about social media and I'll give it the context of this is one of several ways to get your message out into the world. And so for those who don't niche down, like you're saying to a particular area, it's important to give the context over and over again as to why you're talking about one thing and whether that's it, that's all of it, or that's a component of your overall message. Yes. And using context or referring to, let's say, for instance, you do have a thyroid niche, niche, niche. Yeah. <laughs> and you talk about weight loss. Well, with hypothyroid weight loss, they kind of go hand in hand. So you could talk about other things and there is interconnection, but you always bring it back. Your messaging always comes back to what it is that you're focusing on, what you're really niching down into. Yes. So being consistent with that, I think that's what you're saying. Am I, yes. am I correct? Yes, you're absolutely correct. And you're right in that we need to make it clear for the person on the other end and not leave any of it up to them uh, to make those assumptions. We tend to think, well, of course they know that I do content conversion. They know me. Well, no, they may not. They might have only seen every third post or they might not have been on the social media platform that you're now on. So we need to stop assuming that everyone already knows and find different ways so that it's interesting and fun to keep bringing the circle back around to here's how I support and here's one way that you can put something into practice today. Right. You know what they say about assuming. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So let's not assume that our audience knows exactly what we do. 
Yeah. And that also goes back to sometimes we forget. We've got to tell them what we want them to do. Absolutely. Tell them, show them, and be consistent about doing that in order to get them to take that action. There's a question I have here that I'm sure it's on a lot of people's minds, and that is when we're talking about content creation, I guess this is the best way to ask it. Is there a perfect consistency schedule for creating content? I don't know that there is a perfect one. I think that hits a little bit on what you and I talked about with perfection, and we have to be aware of that. But there is something to strive for with consistency that number one works for the people that you most want to reach. And number two is something you can do, (laughs) sounds so obvious, but consistently. So there's one thing to say, I really want to blog every week, and it's not realistic for whatever reason then we need to make the whole process more enjoyable for ourselves as well. And maybe we are striving for once a week, but we're going to start with once a month and we're going to work up toward that. Secondly, you need to look at what's working and what isn't. There's no point being consistent with something that's not giving you any kind of return because you either can't shine in that space, you're comfortable or whatever. You've Mm -hmm. given it a whirl. You've definitely been in there and tried but it maybe is not the way that people most respond to what you create. So you want to always be consistent and doubling down on the stuff that's working for you. And sometimes it's going to be social media more than blogging. For instance, if your clients and potential clients don't have the time or capacity or interest in reading long blog posts, then why would we put all our effort there? So I think it's a little bit of an experiment or of such to figure out what that is. And then to whatever schedule you do come up with for yourself to do your best to stick with it, to get in touch with that. Why that helps you feel motivated to do it, to remember it's a conversation, to remember it's not about perfection and that the more we do show up consistently, the more people will not only see us there, but come to have a relationship with us based on that content. True. And there is no perfect Mm -mm. consistency schedule. It's really what works best for you, what works best for your audience. And if you decide on a strategy of doing content creation once a week or publishing, I guess I should say publishing once a week, There are other strategies that you could come up with, such as batching and doing a whole bunch of content creation once per month, and then you just feed it out there. Yes. Now with automations in WordPress, with blogging, and or if you're doing podcasting, that it just seems to be the norm that people tend to batch these things up and then drip them out over time so that you're not constantly churning, constantly churning but you still have that content consistency. Yes, exactly. And that's what really makes it a whole lot easier when we do that. So if you're someone who likes to batch and that works for you, great. If you're a little more spontaneous, that's okay too. You're right in that there's no one way that works best for everyone. And what works for one person, it's just not going to necessarily work for you. So if you see someone else doing a certain frequency and you think, if I only do that, I'll have the same results 
Sorry, but that's not true. (laughs) And secondly, one of the biggest things is the market changes. People's behaviors change. Like right now we're living in a very different world than we were six months ago. There's less capacity. Some are not online as much as before. So we need to be flexible to be willing to shift a little bit if we want our stuff to be seen and to still deliver value to people. Someone recently said to me, I was in a conversation with three people online and one person said, oh, I need to pivot. And the other person said, oh, I've got a good philosophy around pivoting. When you pivot, one foot is still on the floor. But if you monitor and adjust, Mm. monitor and adjust, that's better than pivoting. And I love that. I love that too. So if you're flexible, you need to be able to look, monitor, adjust. Because like you said, we're in a totally different environment right now than we were this time last year. And who knows when things will change. We just need to be flexible and monitor and adjust. I love that monitor and adjust. And you're right. We need to be doing that all the time based on what's coming back to us. And I can't tell you how many people I know who pride themselves on blogging once a week for seven years or whatever. And then for whatever reason, they stop and nothing falls apart in their business. And these are often some of the people who say it literally can take five, six, seven hours to get that blog out from creation to refining to the back end and so forth and money for people to help do that. That's a whole lot of time, money and effort into something that clearly maybe was not getting them the result they thought it was. So if we don't monitor and adjust, we can fall prey to some of those traps of just doing it because we do it. And we Mm -hmm. think that's what consistency means, or we think that's what putting out content means. And it's really so much more involved than that in terms of being present enough to recognize what's getting you where you want to go. Is it bringing in quality leads? Is it leading to people buying, the right people buying or not? And then you really need to look at what's most, what are my priorities for how I want to show up? And much like what you said, where's the niche or the group of people I most need to be talking with versus adding another social media platform just because everyone else is not, that's really not effective content marketing. It all comes down to having a strategy and having a plan, following that plan, put that plan into action and being flexible, being flexible to monitor, to adjust and rethink and refigure your strategy. This has been really, really great information. Is there anything else that you think we should know about consistency before we wrap up here, Deb? Consistency, I think we've talked a lot about frequency and things like that. And it also is that piece I just want to bring back around to the piece around consistency in the message. And that when we spend some time on the clarity of who we want to reach, what we want to help them with, and then that is the foundation from which we build out all our content, then it will be consistent. We use the list of topics that we know our people struggle with and that tie to the services that we provide, 
then that's the sweet spot. That's where we create content from. It's not about opening up the laptop, looking at a blank screen and saying, what will I write about today? Mm -hmm. Which some people do that, but it's about, wait a minute, what are my core topics? Where do I want to lead people? Because I need to be talking about those services to make that connection and make that bridge for them from the content to the service. And that's another important piece of consistency of messaging and consistency of content in terms of the alignment of what the message is, not only the frequency. Consistency in everything. Yeah, I know. And if you can keep that together, if that's all you take away from today, you'll find it easier to choose your topics. You'll find it easier to drop back into that space when you're creating. You'll find it easier to know what you should share of other people's content. We don't have to always create it. We can curate from other people, giving them credit and tagging them on social media. That brings us into their world too. And it's about building those relationships that we talked about not just with potential clients, but with potential collaborators or referral partners and that sort of thing. That's a beautiful thing. Okay. The word of the day is consistency. It is. Consistency. And Deb, you've got a special free gift for everyone who's listening in three costly content mistakes. Yes. So that's something that people can go to your website and they can pick that up. I'll put that all in the show notes so people can get a hold of that. If you want to know what the three costly content mistakes are, you want to get a hold of this little report. Yes. I hope people will grab it. It's easy to find debcomancom slash gift. You'll bring you right there. And it's a lot of what we talked about today, Melissa, and some of the other things that People need to take a look at their own content and see if they're falling into those traps as well as what they can do instead to really turn it around. Well, thank you. Now, before I let you go, there's two things. One, I always like to ask my guest, what's a book that you think everyone should read? For me, I would say Brene Brown's Dare to Lead. I was fortunate enough to become trained as a Dare to Lead professional. Oh, that's cool. Uh, so we really kind of brought the book to life. And it's just an awesome experience to go through to examine how it is we do what we do in terms of communicating, in terms of our content and leadership. We're all leaders in this world if we're service-based business owners. So I highly recommend pretty much anything by Brene Brown, but for sure her Dare to Lead is one of my favorites. I don't think I have that one. I have others, maybe her first one. Mm. But okay, that'll it's go on really my good. list. Yeah, Thank perfect. You. You're welcome. Thank you. And where can be- people find you? Where's the best place? Where do you hang out besides debcoman.com? Where are the social media places where people might find you? Okay, I love social media. I'm pretty much on, I shouldn't say all of the platforms, but most of the main ones. And you can find me at either Deb Coman or Deb Coman Writing, C O M A N as a handle. I'm on Instagram, I'm on Facebook, on Twitter, and LinkedIn. Really, I'm pretty much all the major social media places. I'd love to connect with listeners there. Just reach out or send me a message and love to make some connections there as well. Okay, that's great. Well, thanks again, Deb, for being here and talking to us about consistency. And thank you, listeners, 
Please subscribe and leave a review for the She's Got Content podcast. And tag me over on Instagram at Dr. Melissa Brown with hashtag She's Got Content. And tell me your biggest takeaway from our session here today with Deb. Now, remember to take action and get your content published. Thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode of the She's Got Content podcast. If you got value from today's episode, you know, it would mean the world to me when you leave a five-star rating wherever you listen to podcasts. You can even leave a thoughtful review on Apple Podcasts, and you just might receive a shout-out on the show as my content creator of the week. Don't forget to head over to she'sgotcontent.com forward slash content and pick up your free workbook, Never Run Out of Content Ideas. Until next time, you've got an audience waiting to hear from you and you've got content to share with them. Stop being the best kept secret and make a bigger impact when you've got your content out in the world. Until next week, content creators, keep creating content.